Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your first fun hit of sport for Wednesday the 27th of July. Today, an Aussie's unfortunate debut in a big cycling race, Liz Cambage set to search for a new basketball home, and what piece of sporting memorabilia could be worth $10 million? But first... What began with the best of intentions has led the manly Warringah Seagulls down a sad and sorry road. We are here today to apologise for a significant mistake made by the Manly Seagulls Football Club. The Jersey intent was to support the advocacy and human rights pertaining to gender, race, culture, ability and LGBTQ movements. Club coach Des Hasler bravely fronting the media yesterday there alongside Captain Daly Cherry Evans to apologise on behalf of the club for the dog's breakfast that has become their attempts to bring the community together by wearing a pride jersey in tomorrow night's clash against the Roosters. While the club launched the jersey in good faith over the weekend, seven players have since made themselves unavailable for selection for the game due to cultural and religious beliefs. Sadly, the execution of what was intended to be an extremely important and pieing initiative was poor. There was little consultation or collaboration with key stakeholders, both inside and outside the club. No shit, Des. And while Hasler and Cherry Evans both spoke about the importance of the LGBTQIA plus community, they also had specific concern for the players who felt forced into taking the stance they did by making themselves unavailable. We have to make sure that we look after our teammates because it's going to be, you know, a, probably a period that they haven't experienced before as professional athletes. The club will wear the Pride jersey tomorrow night against the Roosters, but Christian Tuipilotu, Haumole Olakowatu, Jason Saab, Josh Alawai, Josh Schuster... Toa Fafoa Sipley and Tolatau Kula will all presumably be sitting in the stands dealing with their fear of rainbows. Nobody hates rainbows. Yeah, what's there to hate about rainbows? And at the same time hoping that their teammates can pull off a win without them to keep their finals hopes alive. The Tour de France has come and gone, but that doesn't mean the cycling show stops. An historic day for world cycling. The Women's Tour de France is finally here. Yes, the women's race is underway with the world's best female cyclist taking to the streets of France. However, for Aussie national champion Nicole Frayne, the race hasn't got off to the greatest of starts. I hurt myself today. Frayne was attempting to rejoin the peloton when she failed to notice a crash ahead of her. Instead, she ploughed headlong into Italian cyclist Marta Cavalli, sending the star flying and sadly forcing her to retire from the race. And a big crash. Our uh, Falco rider going down. Amanda Spratt in the centre there. And unfortunately, the Australian champion colliding with uh, Marta Cavalli. Frayne, however, was able to complete the stage, but her health for the rest of the race is now under a cloud as a result of the crash. Hey, remember when Liz Cambage made all that noise a few months back about joining the LA Sparks in the WNBA? I'm living my best life. I'm supported, I'm protected on a level that the Opals or the Australian team never gave to me. My heart lies with those who want to protect me and those who want me to be the best I can be. And I never felt that in the Opals at all. Well, it looks like Liz's heart will need to find a new home. Time to hit the road. Reports have emerged from the US that Cambage is set to part ways with the Sparks with an announcement expected today. 
The Sparks currently sit third in the Western Conference with Cambage averaging a healthy 13.6 rebounds and two assists so far this season. Help D down on Cambage, but she gets that deep in there, yeah. Carla. It's hard I mean, to push her out. You can do. If Cambage does part ways with the Sparks, maybe she could hop a flight across the country and see if she can beg forgiveness from the national side as the Opals prepare for a friendly against Canada in New York to continue their preparation for the FIBA Women's Basketball World Cup in Sydney in September. I mean, after all, who wouldn't want a six-foot-six centre back in the green and gold? I mean, how good is Lauren Jackson when she's healthy? She can be the defensive player of the year. She can be the MVP. I mean, what can't she be? Ah, oh, that's right. 41-year-old Aussie basketball goat Lauren Jackson is back in the Opals huddle. Maybe there isn't room for Liz in that locker room anymore. Our first item up for bids tonight is a baseball card of a player who's been dead for 17 years. Mano felt a powerful drive to left center. It sailed deep into the bleachers for an opposite field home run. Mickey Mantle, the greatest switch hitter in the history of baseball and one of the all-time greats of the game, looks set to break another record from beyond the grave. A 1952 mint-conditioned rookie baseball card featuring New York Yankees mantle is expected to fetch in excess of 10 million US when the auction comes to an end on August 27th. The auction began yesterday and had already reached 4.2 million US, which is just 2.2 million shy of the current record. So much money. But even if the card doesn't reach that magical $10 million mark, the owner, who purchased it in 1991 for just 50,000 US, looks set to make a tidy little profit. And that is your Fast Fun Hitters Ball for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.